Welcome to the Joy of Geek Podcast. I'm Rich Lepore. Jordan Alseka. Kevin Schaefer. And today we are doing an episode between the episodes. Uh, so this one is sort of all-inclusive, Joy of Geek. Uh, it touches on film, it touches on TV, it touches on comic books. Not so much video games this time, um, but all of the other mediums. And uh, New York Comic Con. Yeah, yeah, yeah burying the lead on that one in a huge way. Well, it's been, it's been a, a couple of weeks, but there are a lot of news came out, and there's been some stuff since then, so we thought we would take a look at... Uh, all the trailers and some of the news stories, and just give our thoughts as we like to do when uh, we have a chance. There, yeah, there's there's a lot of really cool stuff uh, to look at, to analyze, to talk about, uh, and and stuff that's informed by stuff we've already seen, and then stuff that's coming out that's completely brand new. Uh, weird stuff like Valiant Web series. That's, yeah, <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's kind of a nice time because you know, like San Diego, you're going to get all the big DC and Marvel trailers for you know, the coming year, coming years sure, and sure. all that. This is the kind of nice segue of like, okay, a little smaller properties, the little more niche environments that um, we get to talk about. And, you know, there's some comic news in that regard. There's the trailers are going to, you know, there's some Marvel we got. A few but big things. Got, but... Right. But we got, you know, the Valiant Universe and um, all, some other great things to talk about. John Constantine. Um, but anyway, uh, without any further ado, the way we're going to break this down is a little non-traditional. So first, we're going to talk about New York Comic Con slash uh, post New York Comic Con news, and then in the uh, for our first segment, and then in our second segment, we're going to talk about what we've been watching, reading, um, stuff like that. One or two things. Each yeah, we're going to keep it excited keep it about. Yeah, uh, because it, it has been a while. Like the episodes that we've been doing have been shorter. Yeah, they've been very focused and kind of evergreen. Uh, I think the. We have an outcast one that has either come out or is coming out. Right, it's just right. kind of about outcast. Yeah. Uh, so it can kind of outcast. pop in whenever. What? But as a result, we haven't really talked about what we've been watching, playing, yeah. uh, reading for weeks. It's yeah. True. Months. True. Uh, and we'll, yeah. have, and we'll and go we more in depth on that at some point in the future, near. But and we did all those special topics episodes, which were really fun. So yeah, sign I mean, up and catch those if you've not got a chance to. The um, the plus side of that is arguably our, our best of the year shows are only about two months away, and yeah. uh, we haven't. I I haven't at least talked about most anything on my list. It yeah. feels mm-hmm. like it's going to be really fun, chance. and we got to do like a whole series of them. It's going to yeah. be great. Yeah, but for now, now we have the new. Wider focus is going to be like at least yeah. four shows. That'd be great. It's been good. We're going to make sure to get that gaming one this year. Uh, that that was, oh, that was a shame yeah. to have missed. But yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll find some way to touch on that in the in the next year's one. Yeah. Maybe we'll have a couple awards looking back or something, something anyway. like that. But well, for now. We're going to take a look at NC Comic Con. Or okay. not NC Comic Con. But that's oh, a that's good pitch. on my brain. Why don't we use that up. as a pitch opportunity? It is worth noting, yes, we are all uh, locally based here in Raleigh, North Carolina. So NC Comic Con is in Durham in a month from when we're recording yeah. this. What, yeah. what are the exact dates? Uh, November 11th through 13th at the Durham Convention Center. We will all be there. I may be on a panel or two. I don't know It yet, is always a packed house. It is a crazy, crazy cool event. It, uh, it, it actually is limited in size only by the venue itself. And the organizers are super cool, and they're actually turning it into sort of a curated show. So the idea is that it's smaller, and there's... You know, there's going to be another sister show called Oak City. There already yes. has been, and there will continue to be, and that's and sort is of growing, and which is, I'm and, more and, involved with, and, and has yeah. the ability to grow. Um, and then the best of what comes to that event 
uh, eventually works its way over to the NC Comic Con because they're limited on space. But I think it really right. it really says a lot for the uh, uh, organizers behind the event who also run Ultimate Comics, is a chain of comic shops around here. Uh-huh. Um, and the idea is that they want to keep it small. They yeah. want to keep it small. They want to keep it focused, and they want to keep the venue. It's a really cool venue, uh, small scale, and it's connected to a movie theater. And they have a you know cool sort of informal partnership. Um, Great so film festival. Yeah. Becomes, I, so that's what it becomes, that, oh, right? The films on this year's list. No, I'll be awesome. I'll be checking out at least either Buckaroo Banzai yeah. or Phantom of the Paradise, Tintin which are both movies I've wanted to see. Somebody Tintin was, Tintin is one of my favorites. Got They Live. Um, Big China, Little China. Somebody was referencing uh, that quote from Buckaroo Banzai where he says, "Wherever you go, there you are." Yeah. And I and he, they 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 attributed it to someone else, and I was like, "That's Buckaroo Banzai, dude." And he was like, "No, it's not." And then he looked it up. He was like, yeah, kind of. "And the really cool thing is that the film festival, co- like they, the ones that they picked to screen this year, coincide with DC's new imprint, um, uh, Young Animal, which is the tagline for that is comics for dangerous humans." Um, so all of them kind of are meant to correspond with the, a book there. And... I just can't believe that Vertigo goes down the hole. They're still there. Oh, They're yeah. like barely there, and and Young Animal is rising up. Like but, what, uh, what kind of books are they even putting out? Shade the Changing Girl. Yeah, um, Mother Changing Pan- Girl. Changing Girl. Yes. Mother Panic, which Tommy's doing with um, Jody Hauser. Tommy from... Lee Edwards. Yeah, Tommy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I call him Tommy. He's oh, got, yeah. got, got a name first name basis. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Tom. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tommy Doom, E. Yeah, Doom Patrol by Rich's favorite author. Um, Gerard's doing Doom Patrol. Yeah, all right. Um, that issue come out. What are some of the? Other, I it has come out. Girls. Yeah, the first. Oh, there is some uh, some some young animal imprint it, stuff yeah, already on stands. That was the book that launched it. Yeah, Mother Panic comes out. I think in a few weeks. Um, How are the reviews? Awesome, of I'm course. Sure, yeah, I, yeah, we don't even know, but I know. Yeah, you know, it's just the kind of thing. It's yeah. catnip for reviewers. Yeah. But anyway, so, so didn't Badio do the last uh, Doom Patrol book? I think he did. I think did so. Didio. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I believe so it was sure. part. Of, it was also um, anyway. Anyway, sure. But anyway, yes. So uh, and New York Comic Con is kind of blowing up. It's, it's oh, well blowing up. It's gotten pretty big in the past yeah. few years. It really has. If you check out sites like uh, like IGN, uh, you know they'll they'll they really dedicate their full staff to it, just like they would a San Diego. Yeah, it's huge. A lot happens. I mean, it, it is a fun show. It's a little smaller scale, like Kevin was saying. It's. Uh, it's not your your big. You're not going to see the new trailer to Avengers. Premiere. Right. Well, actually, you might see the one one day, but you'll get the you'll get a new Doctor Strange TV spot. You'll get the uh-huh. Iron Fist trailer. Uh, you'll uh-huh. get movies that are coming out that just happen to be coming out early 2017, as opposed to like the big seasons. So yeah, sure. I mean, a lot of it's timing. Yet. A lot of it's timing. Yeah. right. Sure. But it's a great show. Uh, I'd love to go one day. It's it's not entirely about film and TV yet. Yeah, I don't, uh, know. I don't know. All right. Well, some sort. It, it it's a media show in a right. lot of ways, but it's not right. San Diego, right? But it definitely is second to San Diego in being mm-hmm. a multimedia rather than a comic fest. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's interesting with comic and comics and uh, what, what's that word they all, people always use for uh, for things um, genre, all mm-hmm. things genre. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but so yeah, we're just gonna jump in. Uh, we'll talk about a lot of this is mainly gonna be trailers, but there's a few comic news, mm-hmm. movies and TVs. Might e- might even be a game to slip in there that I remembered after we had started recording. Nice, nice. but. Sure. Uh, we're going to have fun with that. So we're going to start off just where we started off, because we just kind of watched them randomly. And again, some of these are from after New York Comic Con, right. but they're worth talking about. Uh, sure. But this one definitely premiered at New York Comic Con, which was the first more official trailer for Iron Fist. Yeah. Now, we, we did get a teaser a few months ago at San Diego, but it was a real teaser. limited. It was <laughs> real limited. It was real limited. This, however, gave a better idea of what the show's going to be yeah. about. Uh-huh. Um 
it's, I mean, and it's basically Danny Rand's story. He's coming back from all the years in Kunlun, and he's sure. trying to take his company back from the family that has taken it from him. Sure. Uh, what exactly that means, it's still not entirely clear. Um, but it looks good. Uh, what we do get in this trailer is Madame Gao from Daredevil is going to be a character, uh, which uh, was kind of one of those foregone conclusions, yeah. given her whole mystical, uh, unknown background. Sure. Uh, we're going to get, of course... What would, a, what would a Netflix show be without a hallway fight? Well, of course. We got a peek of that. That's their thing. Yeah. Iron Fist versus a bunch of dudes with hand axes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I wonder if that just happened just because the Daredevil one was so popular or we're like, let's do this every time. I think so. Honestly, I don't mean to be so cheap about fair, it. Yeah. I don't want to be so cheap oh, no, about it. Yeah. But at the same time, it's probably true. They yeah. probably were like, we're street level. We're all about like more like visceral and, 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 and you know, down, down in the streets or in the alleys or in the hallways you know of america yeah, yeah, well it's also a good way to juxtapose the fighting styles of these different characters it's know? also a good way to keep the budget low but still have intensity and, and badass fights well because i mean think about that choreography wise you still have to like amp it up but it, it's not exactly comparable to the airport fight in um well Captain i mean they're america. different types like the daredevil first hallway fight is is you know it's all one shot and it's a very tightly choreographed but yeah so legendary it legendary takes maybe even as much work not as much budget. Well, no, but again, I think a lot of people ran into that problem with... Like, I remember when I saw Avengers uh, Age of Ultron, not to keep... Ra- years later, still ragging on that movie a little, but... Movie's better than you think. It... It, uh, it's, a, it's a cartoon. Like, there are a lot of scenes where it's like, man, this is just CGI on the right. screen. And it, it takes away a little. Which is, again, why I like the Russos and what they've done with the Captain sure. America film so much, because everything feels visceral and real. Sure. But, uh, Iron Fist looks good. The biggest it thing does. that we also saw was... He's got his glowing fist. That looks really cool. And he's got his dragon tattoo. Yeah, he's got the tat. Uh, I'm not 100% sold yet on the actor. Um, I It's going to take seeing him talk more uh, uh, to, to really know what I think of him. Uh, obviously, I've seen him in Game of Thrones somewhat. Uh, Very different character. Right, sure. Um, but it, it's going to be interesting to see how he plays this role. Um Obviously, I, I wish Ryan Phillippe was 10 years younger so he could play it. Um, <laughs> that one rumor got you so hard. Dude, he's been rumored for everything. That's He's like always a bridesmaid, never the bride, like the male version. He was freaking rumored for Captain America. I interviewed him. The, I was asking him about it, and he was so bummed. I was like, dude, so what's the news? He's like, yeah, he's like, yeah they already decided that's not happening. And he was so depressed. Because think about how that would change the trajectory of his career. Instead, he's in fucking Shooter. And by the way, have you seen the previews for Shooter? It looks so bad. Yeah, it looks so bad. It. I know we did. But I just saw it again, and it looks so bad. It, it, it looks like here's bad, and here's like real bad, and here's that show. Like Even further, it looks so bad. All right. He was in Secret and Lies, though. Secret and Lies was, was, was a really inferior version of an Australian show. And Australian shows, well, anyway, I think British and Australian TV is kind of <laughs> better than anything. But needless to say, the American Secrets and Lies. I want to see this season, though. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, but lastly, the trailer also gave us our first uh, glimpses of Colleen Wing, who will be yeah. assumedly also in the Defenders. Misty Knight's going to be in Defenders. That was okay. confirmed. So I assume she'll end up making the transition as well. Uh, and... Based on the ending of certain things, it seems like that Colleen Wing will offer a way for yet another Rosario Dawson appearance in this. Uh, oh yeah, show. I thought yeah. Mm-hmm. But how is that? How did that happen in, in previous shows? How did they do that? There was like a. It, it was a little thing in Luke Cage. It was like a flyer for a martial arts defense class led by Colleen Wing. Oh. But uh, it was the first tease of that character. I'm excited for Iron Fist in as much as I'm excited as, for all of these shows. It is. It is. 
it's harder to tell what it's going to be about in a way that is exciting because, you know, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage have both come along since Daredevil and really been about something unique or sure. different that you don't see in superheroes. Um, they're, they're, I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be hard with Iron Fist. They're really saying the, 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 the angle they're pitching is it's really going to be a hard look at the 1%. And assumedly, how awful okay. they are. I, I don't like. Okay. I hope it's not that cut and dry, but yeah. Well, I mean, that's your that's your logline pitch. You know? Yeah. It's like, well, for me, the intrigue that I have in this is to see Iron Fist done on not the big screen, but on the screen, because he's yeah. a character that very is very infrequently, if ever, I don't want to say never been on anything, but I don't think he's been in any films, and I don't think he's been in any TV shows. He's very much. Has he been in any cartoons? Yeah. Just, oh, yeah, yeah, he's in yeah, Ultimate yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah, 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 yeah for yeah, sure. Yeah. But but to see him oh, in yeah, live, no, live action, for sure. To see yeah. him in live action is going to be really interesting, and I'm interested to see how they handle that story. It's a story that hasn't been told a lot, and like you know, yeah. arguably, and I think they're fixing this for Homecoming, but arguably, I've seen Spider-Man's origin about three thousand times on screen. Mm, it's only a slight yeah. exaggeration. I mean, it's ridiculous. And yeah. in this one, I've never, I, I can't wait to see the origin because I've read it, but I've never seen it acted out. I've never seen him going up that that steep cliff and, and his father and I'm going to be interested yeah. to see what direction they go with like is his father a crazy obsessed asshole or is he like really like a visionary or you know there's all these little like aspects of how they're going to ta- put a take on this and how are they going to do a take on that that yeah. I'm really looking forward to it's it'll be interesting I'm curious about what they'll do with the costume yeah. I imagine they'll have like Daredevil literally wore his costume for most of season one of Daredevil at least the head be- scarf right right so I'm, I'm hoping they'll do that uh, the rest of it yeah, that's true. Who Different knows colors, how modernize but... it? It'll probably be just at, like a gi, I imagine. Like, yeah, it, I the mean, colors are the, what's important. Yeah, the green yeah, and the. That's yellow. the thing because out of those characters, I would say his is the most cartoonish. So to bring it into this universe and make it more gritty, it'll be interesting to see what kind of design they come up with. Well, that was it's why just, it was important to see the fists because they really handled yeah, that well. That is, yeah, just that true. they glow from within, they emanate. Yeah. That's true. It's it's always interesting to me because Daredevil is the only hero so far that's been on Netflix that actually has a costume, and yet Luke Cage and Jessica Jones both showed off their traditional costumes that they don't even wear sooner than Daredevil did. That's true. Um, which was a funny turn. So yeah. hopefully Iron Fist will get his costume before episode thirteen. That will be, yeah. or at least something approximating it. We shall see. Because otherwise Daredevil's gonna look weird. He's gonna be the one dude with a costume. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I like that show. Of defenders. Yeah, uh, but. So, uh, in slightly related news, uh, though there was no footage because it is literally filming now, uh, it was announced that The Punisher is filming. Wow. Uh, okay. They are, they are, so it is coming in 2017. There's going to be three Netflix shows next year. Wow. Uh, wow. How do you think, that, you think it's space it, literally just space it? Yeah, no, I mean, I assume they're filming it now. It'll probably Because Iron out. Fist is March, correct? Iron Fist is March. Defenders will probably be November, so I, I would imagine sometime in the mid-summer. Yeah. So is, is Defenders not filmed yet, huh? Uh, I think they're starting soon. Oh. Iron Fist just wrapped, so. Yeah. And Defenders, did you guys see who the villain will be is played by? Yes, Sigourney Weaver will be the That's villain fascinating. of Defenders. That's fascinating. I mean, they are, that is top tier. That is. That is top tier. Like, could she take time away from Avatar to do this? I mean, like, damn. Because <laughs> Avatar 2 is coming out soon, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> she could film a long-running TV series in the time it's taken yeah, to get much. Avatar 2 off the ground. Pretty much. True. Um, but yeah, so Sigourney Weaver is going to be the villain of the Defenders. You Not, can't no rush word. genius, man. Can't rush that genius James Cameron. <laughs> no word on You can run, though, yet. like his wife did. Go ahead. Probably someone mystical, yeah, I yeah. assume. I, I don't know. Uh, but there's that. And as far as The Punisher, Deborah Ann Wall was confirmed to be a cast member as Karen okay. Page, which fits. Uh, and sure. then they also cast... The actor, and they're very small names. Like, I did not recognize them at all. I don't remember their names right now. But they cast uh, Micro, 
who was the Punisher's longtime partner, and the man who would be Jigsaw, who in this is his, like, former soldier friend. So I feel like he'll probably go evil before the end of it. But yeah, so they're setting up the Punisher. It's very much going to be a show that is not... As connected to the Defenders, he's he's going off on his own to do right. whatever, uh, which is understandable. Their first, like, spin-off, spin-off. Yeah. Exactly. That's interesting. Uh, it's it's going to be an interesting show. You think it's going to get 13? Oh, I would, wouldn't would see why not, yeah. Okay. I, I, I was surprised so. Defenders didn't. I know you had heard it was going to be shorter. I hadn't. Uh, though, yeah, so. just from the beginning. The first, uh, it's, it's always meant to be shorter. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably a good thing. Like, every Netflix show has had drag spots, so I, I feel like less episodes... Is a good thing if, if so they don't you have, have more characters to service. I don't know. It's interesting, but then again, they have their I mean, own shows. Right, yeah, that's the whole that. point. This should be more of a fun team up, I would think. Well, as fun as anything, Marvel Netflix look, is. I just looked over the cast. The only one I know is Ben Barnes, who played Prince Caspian. In yeah, he, yeah, he's yeah, he's yeah. the guy who will be Jigsaw. Okay, cool. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Um, well, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Another thing I just wanted to point out is it, they're really going to the whole mystical area, what with Doctor Strange and this coming like one after the uh-huh. other. And, and Ghost Rider on uh, ABC. True. But, but le- he's less like the mystical arts, isn't he? Well, I mean... I don't mean like... There are different types of mystical. Like Iron Fist and Dar- Doctor Strange are very different mysticals. Okay, I, all right. I mean, I yeah. think they're closer than any of them are to Ghost Rider, but I see what you're saying. Um, but the Doctor Strange, is, I'm just really interested in seeing that movie. I saw a preview on the big screen uh, when I went to see The Girl on the Train, and man, does that movie look good. Oh, it's going to be pretty awesome, I think. I mean, I mean, it just looks so freaking good. Visual, and I mean, I think with that, when you look at especially the original Steve Ditko drawings uh, and just how unlike anything else it was in the Marvel Universe at that time, it's the same thing here. It has to be set apart and um, from a purely aesthetic level. And I think they're reaching that. I, I love that. I love the way that, that they're, they're like, they don't even give a shit that they're aping Inception. They were just like, I don't care. You know, because it's just so cool. I looking. mean, it's about interdimensional, you know, I mean, travel. And, and if um, you're going to pick a visual own. inspiration, I just think you couldn't I, yeah. beat it. Yeah, absolutely. So, anyway, I'm excited for that. Yeah. Sure. Uh, All right, so this has come up a few times over the course of the podcast, how uh, most of us, except for Rich, have have a pretty fond history with Power Rangers, Kelsey Mm -hmm. and I being particularly fanatical about it. Uh, The first Power Rangers trailer for Dean Israelite's upcoming reboot. Dean Israelite? (laughs) Yeah. Who's that? The director. But who is he? I mean, no one knows. Okay. He's Uh, he's a dude. All right. Some movies, yeah. So, uh... It just, uh, it's yeah. very angsty. Angsty, and I'm just like... I look at that, and... Well, it's, it's a terrible trailer, I think. I mean, just, like, execution-wise... It's got no like, power... From an outsider, it's got nothing Power Rangers There's nothing in it. Power Rangers, and at that... And that's what I, like, where I... Well, Rita's in it, and he sort yeah, of Rita's transforms at the I've end. killed Rangers before. When and I then, saw... The closest thing to anything is the last three seconds when they're starting which, which to... I don't get why they, they're they covering that up because they've already shown the full costume. Right, like, yeah. Why don't they just show some action so we can get a T, you know? Well, but, there's a difference between a, a still shot and then maybe they haven't finished yeah. the effects fully on. I mean, they probably haven't finished the effects. Mm. I think it just... Uh, wrapped filming recently, so, yeah. so it's probably what they had, and okay. they wanted a teaser for a big con. Okay. Um, so what we got is a lot of the character stuff, and uh, it's pretty... Oh, I, I think they did I did hear like, they're going to have Goldar in it, too. Yeah, they announced yeah. Goldar. Bill yeah. Hader was cast as Alpha 5, yeah. which was the first super... Actually, exciting news. I mean, I like yeah, Bill Yeah, I know, yeah. Um, but... It just looks real grimdark and yeah, serious. Yeah, I just... I mean... Your reference, I thought, was perfection. 
I thought it was exactly right. Oh, and I the more see I it. think about it, the more I think it was oh, right. Oh, lo- as soon as we finished this, and I'd seen it when it came out, but I was like, that just looks so Josh Trank Fantastic Four. It's, <laughs> I mean, I, I think mean, it's the, the general tone, but the I, tone I think it's... just, I don't, like, why do we need to, comp- like, make it so brooding when it's such a, like, I get trying to update, you know, a pulpy series like that that's very, that is quintessentially 90s, but... Why do we have to make it so angsty and just so grim? And I just—it's like I—I'm uh, not a well. To me, I'm not a fan of the Michael Bay aesthetic. But yeah, you know the T. The I actually like TMNT Out of the Shadows. I saw it okay. at the like Discount Theater, second sure. run theater, a few months ago. And you know, sure. neither of those are good movies. But the second one really was just like we're going to double down and we're going to be a big cartoon on on the TV on the right. movie screen. You know, right. it's like. Why? Why is Krang here? Reasons. Why? Why could Bebop and Rocksteady here all sure, of a sudden? Sure. Because humans have an ancient animal gene deep in their body that right. can be activated to turn them into an animal, and it's so dumb. And you know, I, I I'm not saying you have to go fully in that direction because it was but, pretty dumb. Right. But Power Rangers is inherently light. It, it, I mean, oh my gosh! Like, like even its darker seasons have a lot of light and fun, and the characters like each other. And yeah. this, it's like. They're the Breakfast Club. I mean, they're yeah, all like, got I'm special just, detention I don't together. Watch oh, that's true. I forgot about that aspect. Oh, it I is. mean, that is just like, and also, isn't the whole idea of the? I haven't seen almost any of it. But isn't the idea like they're from different walks of life, the Power Rangers, or are they all like, are they all outcasts? Even in Power Rangers, it depends on the season. Yeah, but they are it usually morph, different walks of life. You know what I mean? Like so one of them is the princess type, yeah. and one of them is like the ba- the badass. Well, in might, this, they're all the well, bad dudes. In like, fairness, Mighty Morphin, it's like they are all theoretically different. Different types, but right. they're all kind of the same, the same thing, good, yeah. well-meaning uh, teenagers. And they have a good reference point. Like, um, I mean, Time Force—they're pretty they're like, but yeah, well, they're, they're again, cops. I mean, there right. are some seasons where they're cops. There's right. some seasons where they're pulled. Like, God, I always, I always feel like I'm the odd man out because we really liked Operation Overdrive, but in that, they're actually like from different parts of the world. I haven't seen Operation Overdrive. I've, Nobody seems I've, to like it. And I've I don't gone up through it. either Dino, Dino Thunder, maybe. Somewhere around like there. Like halfway but, there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, overall to me, is this the direction I would want Power Rangers no. to go? No. <laughs> but we haven't seen everything about it yet. And trailers, as the I Suicide Squad debacle has shown, yeah, sure. is you can be completely can thrown a, off from what it's like. You can have a great trailer and it'd be bad, or the opposite, you know? I mean, and, so. and, yeah, I mean, realistically, it could be a really fun movie once they all suit up and, yeah. and the action could be cool. Right. Um, but, you know, like, bottom line is this. Um, that movie's coming out in what March? Something like that. We didn't see any Cranston. I think it was March. Yeah. Well, again, probably heavy effects work for him as well. Yeah, yeah. Play his voice. The that would be cool. The thing to me is that you know if this movie's terrible, I'll see it Thursday night because of course. Uh, and then I can just wake up Saturday morning and watch the newest episode of Power Rangers Ninja Steel, which That's is going to continue to do what Power Rangers has done well for over two decades. True. So this movie to me, it's not like. Power Rangers is coming back. For a lot of people, yes, Power Rangers has been gone since the 90s. But right. for a hardcore fan like myself, it never went it away. It never went away, yeah. So. No, that's true. Uh, I hope it's alright, though. I don't want it to be bad. But, Fair enough. you know, if it's well, I'd like it. Because you know they're going to tease something at the end. Zed or, or Green Ranger is going to show up in a yeah. post credit scene. Oh, they want that, a sequel. Yeah. Um, anyway. So, so Power Rangers. Uh, they all, and with that... Oh, yeah, or well, well, okay. even worse is that this is the one game I remember. They announced Power Rangers Mega Battle as like an arcade fighter. Ooh, and it looks okay. like the flash, like the mid two thousands flashiest game of all time. Like the body proportions are all weird. It just looks ridiculous. Oh, um, man. 
It's unfortunate, because Power Rangers actually has some pretty good beat-em-ups in its past, but... Hey, you know what game I totally missed, but that I heard was actually pretty decent, and it was recently PlayStation Plus free? Uh, Devastation, Transformers. Did you hear that was good? It's yeah, bad. I heard it was good. What was the, what's the thing on that? What it's is it? It's just kind of like a big beat-em-up, but, but really well done. I, it's like 1v1 fights a lot of the time, but they're very cinematic. From Interesting. Okay. Uh, now this this takes us to something that again didn't really have a trailer, but uh, is worth bringing up because Rich was excited. Would you want to bring up the comic Power Ranger news real quick? Yes, actually, good point. Yeah. So also this week, Power Rangers Justice League was announced. Yeah. Um, what is this? It is a, it's crossover, a crossover between but... Power Rangers and Justice <laughs> yeah. League. I'm a doubt. Why for is that. this? Because who's they putting can. it out? Boom and DC. Boom and DC. Yeah, they collaborated. Is, Bra- is Brandon I mean... Fletcher writing it? Mm-hmm. Fletcher writes the. Um, I know, Ranger but that's one. why I'm asking. Is he? I his... don't know. I, did they announce Shoot. the creative team? I know Steve Byrne. I think is uh... Kyle Higgins writes the main Rangers comic. So mm. if any, I would, I would assume they would get one of them. But I mean, Batman TMNT was fantastic. So oh, okay, I, yeah, no, there's I, a so, lot of room for it to be a cool yeah, idea. I think it'd be fun. As a, I mean, oh, it'll just be yeah, it'll just be a fun yeah, no and, adventure and, I mean, type of comic, yeah, and that's okay, especially with like the lighter side of DC showing up now with Rebirth, I think it's the time to do it. Yeah, and... If they tried to do New 52 in this, that would have been awful, but, like... But, I mean, Rebirth, Justice League, and Power Rangers now, I think it'll be... Oh, Tom Taylor's writing it, actually. Oh, that's perfect. Perfect. He's a great writer. No, Tom Taylor's genius. Perfect. Uh, He's actually ex-FBI. He's amazing. Neat. Uh, But, okay, so we mentioned it. No, no, that's Tom King. My bad. That's Tom King, yeah, you're right. Tom Taylor's good, though. Tom Taylor is good. Um, because you mentioned it, and it's worth mentioning, because uh, Rich was very excited about it, uh, Suicide Squad Extended got it. Oh, I was ahead on my list, yeah. Uh, I, what is, it? Are, is somebody snickering? Because I think this movie looks bomb. I am so excited for this. Like, this is going to be awesome. This is going to be... Uh, okay, crickets, I understand. <laughs> this is going to be the cut that, first of all, I was really bummed that we heard wasn't coming out. There was going to uh-huh. be, like, I think he said a couple minutes of yeah. extended scenes, and that was it. And I was like, that's lame. Now the extended release is coming. Now, by the way, they said, all the critics and all the uh, uh, industry pundits said, if this movie made $750 million, it would be a success for DC. Period. Uh-huh. It made 738 And now it hasn't even had home video yet. So they were like, fuck it. We're going all out. And why not? Give fans what they want or non-fans what they yeah. want. Because actually, the 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 buzz or the, the, the uh, prevailing wisdom right now on BVS is that uh, now that they released the extended edition, that's real. A lot of fans forgave them um, for that movie and said, you know, at least you answered a lot of the questions we had. We're not nearly as down on that film as we were. Now, I, I'm just telling you what prevailing sure, wisdom sure. I read in a couple articles. Sure. Uh, not that that's necessarily our consensus, but um, Suicide Squad to me, I can't wait to watch more of it. Uh, I hope it's R rated. Did they announce officially it's R rated? I, I think, they were never shooting for an R rating in the first place, so I wouldn't think it's going to be R-rated. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, I really, 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 really want to see what Jared Leto was talking about so that I could either eat crow or I can jump up on a pedestal and, and cheer for the guy, you know? Uh, and either way, it'll be a fun experience. It's going to be interesting, for sure. I'm definitely going to watch it. It comes out November 16th on on demand, and then you have to wait till December 16th to get it on video. So I will definitely try to find uh, an opportunity to watch it on demand. Jordan if is you can bursting it. with excitement. I'm not, it's just... I, <laughs> first of all, I think it's a bad sign that they are continuously making movies that they have to fix after yeah, the movie after. came out. Well, what's, a, what's a better sign to not do it? You know what I mean? Like, they already fucked up. It's it, The bad movie came out that people don't no. like. I'm not no, saying they shouldn't saying, do it. I'm saying it's a mess up in the first place that right, they're making such. Right. 
like stop making movies that can't be less than three, three and a half hours yeah. to be to cogent. Be yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Although uh, I think this one's going to be like you know two fifteen in the end, but yeah, I hear uh, yeah, we'll it's already pretty short. Um, no, I think they're adding thirteen minutes. I don't think it's like an opus. Um, it's not even. That doesn't even seem worth it. That's like the Ghostbusters extended that came yeah. out, where it's like, okay, it adds a little bit, but it's right. not like a completely new movie. Right. I, I just hope that they find a way to show me a lot more Joker. What I want is the validation that I've been like claiming. So one of my big defenses for Jared Leto's Joker is we didn't see the parts that were awesome, which I know sounds really like hilarious and and pathetic uh, if you just hear it. But I'm dead serious that I think that like whatever is driving him, like that great, the, all the great Ledger scenes, it feels like those scenes were not there in this movie, and they could have been there. Now, eighty percent chance they don't exist, but if they do, I want to damn see them. I just think this right is up. obviously a an extended edition that can't fix the inherent problems with the movie that they rewrote around. They can't, you can't like like the whole Harley Quinn Joker romance stuff that's so awkward and. Just really bad. Well, they the made a, they drew a line in the sand on that one, and you can't undraw that line with any kind of extended. Exactly, cut. and so a lot of those problems are just inherent to the film, and they're not things like you can do an extended cut that it maybe gives Boomerang more backstory, though. From again, all the deleted scene talk, it sounds like it's just terrible backstory that he's a dick. Yeah, but I don't know. We'll we'll see. Well, one thing that the trailer shows is. That whole chase. Remember, I was always talking about it on our on our spoiler cast. I was talking about that chase and Joker's out with his leather jacket on and his tats in the wind. Like the first set scenes we saw it was Harley with a bat and the Joker oh. in his big purple car, and uh, and he has like the jacket on and shit, and he's just like Harley or whatever the fuck he says. Um, anyway, we're gonna finally see that scene that leads to the right. the, the the you know in the water yep. thing. I mean, it'll be interesting to see. I just hope that. You know, honestly, I'm ready to just watch more Suicide Squad. I want to see it again anyway, and then to see the extended version. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I really yeah. am. I think it's. I thought it was an enjoyable time. The same way people like enjoy, oh, I don't know, Wolverine or uh, what is it? Uh, X Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah, the same way. Yeah, people and enjoy I that. mean, it's a shitty movie, <laughs> but I, I, I like yeah, it. Yeah, I put. And in fact, I said that. I said Suicide yeah, Squad said is in the exact same company. Yeah, as I, I admitted that on that episode. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, all right. Um, I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be great. When I saw that announced, it blew my mind, especially because he said it wasn't happening. The director said that's not happening. Which is just this further is, proof that they don't give a shit about their director. This, this is the cut of the movie that we intended to put out. There's no secret cut. And this is like his quote. Um, that is the cut of the movie. And then this comes out. And he, and he says something like there's three minutes of deleted scenes and blah, 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 or, something, or five or something. And then this happens. I mean, they want money. I get that. They're going to get my money. Uh-huh. You know? Okay. You want to watch it. Maybe we'll watch it together. Want is a strong word. Did you say I want to watch it? I'll watch it. I, I, I will see it. I saw Batman v Superman three times. That's the thing. I'm way more inclined extended. to watch this than the BBS. Extended. Oh, I'd much rather watch this, yeah. Um. Anyway, so, yes, Suicide Squad. Okay. Uh, a movie that is never going to go. We're going to be talking about that. Right now, we Definitely are. in our, our end of the year roundup. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, so, next up. Uh, on on a movie, I think we can all agree on being excited about is uh, Star Wars Rogue One had its oh final trailer, which gave us uh, a couple you know new scenes, a better look at Darth Vader for a hot second. <laughs> That's the thing because everyone online, is, yeah, it's new characters, all this new stuff. And everyone's like, "Oh, gee, Vader, Vader!" Yeah, you know, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, but we got we finally saw Mads Mikkelsen as her father, yeah. as Jyn Erso's father, uh, yep. and is apparently the creator of the Death Star. Because if you're Mads Mikkelsen, even when you're a good guy, you can cause you genocide. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's interesting. He looks really good in the role. I mean, he looks... He's in everything. It's so funny, though, isn't it? I'll give you another uh, example that reminds me so much of Mads, partially because they're both uh, foreign actors. Um, the dude in um, all the Tarantino movies now. German guy. 
Oh, Christoph Waltz. Yeah, Christoph yeah. Waltz. Mm-hmm. It's like, he's over there in Germany making all these brilliant movies, probably. I never saw them. Yeah. And he gets one breakthrough, and then all of a sudden, every movie Everyone he's in. Yeah. You know? And that, and the same thing with Mads. It's like, could could not somebody, like, see Mads before? He was in other shit. He was in Casino Royale Yeah, like, couldn't, couldn't you see that, like, he was a oh, genius? Fun. Even then, that was a great performance. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, have some freaking insight. Anyway, it just blows me out that it took, that we lost, like, eight years of Mads' performances. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> come on. He could have yeah. been so many great things, but now I think that he's... he was, but I think they were all in uh, Denmark. Oh, really? I thought he was in like two things. I don't know. Um, but anyway, I'm, I'm glad he's getting his day. But I just sure. wish it wasn't so predictable Hollywood. You know what I mean? Like when we now he's a known quantity. Now we can put him in everything. They're just so non-chance taking. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Whatever. But anyway, yeah, okay. I, I, he's great. I mean, he's really, really great. I'm looking really. Looking I, you know, to be careful him what this. you wish for because he was originally in talks to play Malekith in Thor: The Dark World. That would have gotten him on screens <laughs> four or five years ago. But you know, well, I mean, I, yeah. that would have been a waste of a Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah. Who's to say Cachillius won't be? But right. Right. We, we don't know. Movie. Yeah. Also, yeah. another thing is we have him in Doctor Strange, which I'm really looking forward to seeing too. And there, he's a villain, which he plays very well. Um, so that'll be interesting. I'm just glad to glad to see that. I mean, they're really they're really uh, filling out these movies with a lot more than just main characters, you know, which is good. Uh, sure. But uh, in general, the Rogue One, I, I was hyped from that first teaser trailer. Yeah, I, I I haven't been not hyped for it. Jenner so still like every time we see new footage, she seems more layered and complex, yeah. and I I. I'm not like like I said. I've said it before. I'm way more hyped for this than I was for The Force Awakens, and that blows my mind. But but yeah, nothing I've seen has really changed that. I'm worried. I'm too hyped. That's always the risk. <laughs> I'm like I can't imagine this movie living up to how excited I am for it. But Civil War did, so maybe maybe this will too. Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on Rogue One? Only that I was uh, reading somewhere that people were commenting on how it's much more of a dense experience than Force Awakens was. Uh, in that, I kind of for, expect that a little bit. I mean, in that it's got a lot more like ships and background stuff to look at, and like like adding stuff to the universe. Whereas Force Awakens was like a soft reset, much more, and just yeah. like like whatever's going on in the foreground is what you're supposed to be watching. Whereas this has a lot more that it looks like it's going to be contributing to the to the lore and stuff. Right. So that's going to be inter- it's, it's going to be interesting if it's a more dense layered experience than Force Awakens, maybe being more of the popcorn movie and this being a little more of the I don't know for the super fans. Who knows? Yeah, we'll sure. see. Uh, but also in Star Wars news, so Star Wars Darth Vader has been the comic at Marvel mm-hmm. since Marvel got the comics back yeah, alongside of the first issue came out a few weeks after Star Wars One. Yeah. They've kind of been the two uh, flagships. Yeah. Poe Dameron recently joined as the third ongoing. Yeah. Weirdly, oh okay. Uh, well, not that weirdly considering. No, it's I mean Poe he's Dameron, a super popular character. Huge. But, but, uh, it's breakout. weird in that like you wonder Is Soul writing it. Soul, Soul, Soul's Soul writing it. And well, it's it's weird in that I said this for like the first couple issues. I read just felt like the Force Awakens prequel because there's only so much you can do sure. without revealing too much about you know where the trilogy goes from here. Mm. It makes you wonder how much that series is just going to spin its wheels for the next year yeah. until it can actually Reveal do more. But stuff. <laughs> yeah, because he's going to be a big part of eight, right? Yeah, um, but. More, but getting back to Darth Vader, Darth Vader just ended earlier this uh, yes. week. I know that was something that, uh, and I know the story's music to your ears because I know that was something you were dreading. Well, yeah, but I knew he was writing Classified, which is what they had announced as the the December title that's launching, Star Wars Classified, and they weren't saying what the title was, and oh, I okay. assumedly because it was going to come out of spoilers from the end of Darth Vader, right. which it kind of does, but I wasn't that bummed to yeah. learn it because uh, Kieran Gillen writes it. And he will now be writing Star Wars Doctor Aphra, which is the 
breakout hit character. Mm-hmm. Honestly, all the breakout hits because Triple yeah. uh, Zero, yep. um, B two, yeah, uh, and Black Kersantan are all mm-hmm. in this book as well. But it's Afra spinning out of the events of Darth Vader. She's getting her own solo book written by Kieran Gillen. Um, big deal for a couple of reasons, not the least of which is she's the first original character from the Marvel comics itself to get her own ongoing. Everything else has either been based on the cartoons or the movies or Han Solo and Lando and whatnot. So it's all been stuff like that. Uh, So it shows, I think, a big vote of confidence for the character and for Kieran Gillen. Um, It's just exciting. Like, Kieran Gillen's a great writer. I was was thinking, he might actually be my third favorite. Like, I always talk about Brian K. Vaughn and Gail Simone is, like, my favorite, favorite comic writer. It's like, everything I read by him I really enjoy. Like, his Iron Man run, Wicked and Divine. I just read... Darth Vader, um... I just read the first trade of Book and the Divine, and just, like, even when the plotting's a little hard to follow, just the text itself and, like, the narrations and the dialogue is just perfect. In a lot of ways, that book, see, he's had a lot of practice, because in a lot yeah, of ways, yeah. that book is a uh, spiritual successor to a phonogram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Very music-based. Right. Um, that was much more of a personal story, whereas sure. this is much more on a bigger scale with gods. Sure. But he he and that team um, also did phonogram. Right, and right. That team, and yeah. So they have a lot of they, they have shorthand with one another. Uh-huh. They really know the subject matter. They're huge music buffs themselves. Sure. Um, so I mean, it's it's really like the book he's been planning to write like his whole career. And yeah. So when you see it come out, it's not surprising that it comes out beautifully. You yeah. Know? What I was more blown away by is how much. To see Jordan, for example's excitement and online excitement for Darth Vader, the extent to which and I think you read it right yeah I've read it yeah the extent to which people are excited about that book blows my mind because it's just like I remember the big thing about the Dark Horse books, the Dark Horse Star Wars books was um like and, and by a great guy Brian Wood, and everyone was like they're good, but and I bought one or two of them and I started reading them I was like it's just it's just very bland there's not much to this and I really thought like how do you do a book that's really compelling when you know the characters live and you know the stakes really aren't gonna go anywhere right um, but yet somehow Star Wars and Darth Vader is just all raves and everyone's like it's just so fucking good I can't even explain why it's so fucking good you just gotta read it well they, they, the thing it's done really well is it's created a bigger cast of characters that go beyond the characters you know are gonna live we don't know what happens to Dr. Aphra or Sana right. Solo or Black Sand. these are all characters that are new to this part of the universe and this timeline and so it has the opportunity to do things with them and tell their stories and also just really write the original characters really well Jason and the inner workings of the villains too because Darth Vader 1 starts with you know Palpatine is mad at Vader for blaming him for the destruction of the Death Star and you see the tensions build between them that um, makes more sense because it then culminates over the course of the movies that we've seen a million times. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So Interesting. they're really well comics. I love Dr. Aphra. I'm excited she's getting her own book, and I will be uh, checking it out. Sure. Are they still going to tie it in? Is it still going to be Star Wars and that, and then maybe have a crossover kind of thing? I assume to yeah, some extent. Think, I mean, again, I mean, Aaron's she's... still writing the main Star Wars the, at all. And, yeah, and yeah. also the um, the third volume of... Like, she, she crossed over for, like, the entire third arc of Star Wars. Yeah. So she was just in that whole storyline. Right. So... Yeah. Uh, I would I would assume that they will continue to connect. Uh, so that's Star Wars. Actually, a good bit of Star Wars news. Yeah, yeah, uh, we're talking we're, about. There's a lot to cool. say there. The new Rogue One trailer really gets you pumped. Oh, it's exciting. yeah, I'm excited for Rogue One. Uh, so this one is one that uh, Rich seemed perplexed by. Uh, Ninjak versus the Valiant Universe. I don't get it. Which is a trailer for uh, Valiant's new web original series of basically. Introducing as many of the, yeah, uh, the Valiant yeah. characters they can in a uh, 
digital series that it sounds like will be about an hour. I would uh, think so. Total. Yeah, they've, they said the first episode is a double-sized premiere at 15 minutes. The ending episode is 15 minutes and that there are six episodes, so about an hour, I would assume. Okay, so let me just say this. Uh, tell me if these above statements are true. Is it true that Valiant is making movies now? Well, they're... They're discussing. It, they're discussing. Yeah. They've got... But there's no production dates. There's nothing... No casting. None of that. Nothing. Yeah, yet, no, nothing no. that. They've, they've announced that they are trying... I don't know. I guess they've been greenlit. I don't know what state, but no big production scale yet. But um, they want to oh. make Harbinger and Bloodshot. Uh, oh, okay, but it's yeah. just, at this point, still just want to make. Well, yeah, I think they did get a Chinese production company. Yeah, but yeah. that was, I think, a year or two ago. Like, what's going on with there's okay. no There's no new major announcements for the cinematic universe. Okay, yet. all right. Well, then that, that, that answers my question to some extent. Because my question is this. If that's the direction you're going, to make a big cinematic universe out of Valiant, why go and, you know, cast a whole bunch of actors who aren't going to be the ones that really portray these characters in the cinematic universe you're well, about to could, watch. Well, they could. We don't know that. I mean, like... Uh, Imagine... Well, I think... Okay, so I I get what your question. I think what this does... Because Valiant, like I said when we were talking about this, is not well-known outside comic fans. Like, that's true. You, you can't walk up to a normal... Uh, some Joe Schmo and ask, hey, who's Archer and Armstrong? Like, who, well, you know, they'd, even, they'd even think yeah. the question sounded right. weird. Right, and yeah. so... It, be in, so I don't know the behind the scenes of like where they are in their cinematic universe, but for now, if they have the budget, you know, and they want to do something multimedia, I think web series is a good way to go because this allows you to introduce the characters to a wider audience, hopefully get them intrigued in it and, and read the comics. And this adds, I mean, it, it'll be something fun. And you've got Jason David Frank is playing Bloodshot. Who's he? Here. He's Tommy in the in the Power original Rangers. Green Ranger. So he has a massive fan base, and so you have little things like that that allow them to bring in new fans. So, sure. Um, so I mean, I don't know exactly what kind of story it'll go with, but um, well, it's Ninja Jack yeah. fighting people. Yeah, but then, I mean, I yeah. mean, it's everybody gets Ninjack, and then in the end, they'll probably realize that their 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 goals are really more aligned than they ever right. thought. It's right. that kind of shit. It's kind of like BVS, you know. Yeah, it's, it's that kind of vibe. It, it's you know, and, and Kevin's exactly right. Um, Dinesh Shamdasani, who's the CCO for Valiant, said they want to create something that can, you know, breach through. It's Valiant Digital is their new division. This is their first production, mm-hmm. and it's a goal of introducing these characters because yeah you're not going to be ever no matter how much marketing or advertising you do with the comics this is going to be seen by more people and found yeah. this intriguing sounds, by this more sounds people. like a thinly veiled way of saying uh we need more money to really make these movies and we need to prove our concept that's what it I sounds mean, like to me no, I, that's what it sounds like to me is that investors are saying this is great but nobody knows who the hell these characters are i wonder how it would work and this is a perfect way for them to dip their feet in and show that there's interest there. I don't know. I think hearing Danette, because he's talked long and he's always yeah. been a champion, I think he loves the comics. and he oh, like, yeah. His whole goal has been to get the comics a bigger audience. I mean, Valiant has been growing in the market. And it's so superb, I think, so I would love to get that. Have no, Valiant, no, Valiant is amazing. If you go into any comic store around the yeah. U.S., you will find a whole bunch of Valiant evangelists, especially Ultimate Comics. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so, you know, people who read these comic books and love comics, love them. Um, and they're great books. Uh, but that's and I, I always heard about these movies coming out. And I was like, man, those are some lofty ass goals. They're making all those movies and shit, you know. And so now it, this seems like a more achievable project. I'm understanding it a little more. It just seems odd because, like for example, if you look at the DCU, 
Um, and uh, like the way they'd never ever want to have any duplication between the TV show and the movie, and that's a TV show, let alone a web series. They're like we, they are so adamant, and it seems like, and they know a lot more than we do. I'm not saying it's maybe the right decision, but they know a lot more than we do about the public and about viewing habits and about all that kind of stuff. And they are just so dead set well, against they've, that. They've, they've they've loosened up on that. I mean, yeah. Barry Allen exists in both now. Superman exists yeah. in both now. Right, sure, but not the same actors. Oh, well, no, no, are you, so, yeah, no, they're not doing crossovers, but I, that'd be insane to do. I've always understood why they don't do that. The TV shows have been around for years I understand that, too. I'm just simply saying that they very much try to keep the crossover to a minimum. Think Harley Quinn. You know what I mean? It's a great example. You know, their biggest characters they really don't want to duplicate. Um, you know, yes, yeah, some of that's loosened, like you said, but I'm just saying, like, it's, it's, it's definitely been something that they were loath to do, I think is, is, is at the least. So it's interesting. It's an interesting decision. But then again, when you're valiant, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I can't wait to see it. Oh, I'm going to watch mean, it. I mean, no, that's yeah, Michael clear. Rowe is an inject. Yeah. He's well known as play- for doing Deadshot on Arrow and right. Flash. Um, he lo- it looks really good. He looks like a really good ninja. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, great costuming. Like, yeah, uh, some I'm really like, impressed by the by the Armstrong way Armstrong looks. looked amazing. Yeah, yeah Archer and Armstrong both look good. Uh, it doesn't look Bobo like you'd expect. From, no, I mean it, you budget. can tell it's a smaller budget. Sure, but it doesn't look like a small small budget. Right, they, they they've put the work in, yeah. and it doesn't seem corny or or or, or poorly yeah. done. Yeah. No, to not me. at all. Uh, so next up. I'm trying to see if we've got any big things left. No, we're hitting hitting a lot of the big ones. So, uh, so we did see, we did watch, and this came out around the time of NC Comic Con, the Superhero Fight Club 2.0, which was basically <laughs> the big ad piece for this year's Super CW and DC Insanity, given that they have God, it's insanity. four full shows going uh, now that Supergirl has made the jump. And this was basically a welcoming Supergirl into the family. Um, and, you know, watching this was a lot of fun to me. Like, the first time I saw it, it has a lot of cheesy humor and jokes, but this is inherently a cheesy, dumb little sure. bit of advertising fluff. It was the same with the one last year. Sure. But just seeing, like, the six characters... They had Green Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, White Canary, Adam, and Firestorm all fighting together with uh, Martian Manhunter and Cisco, and, you know, all watching, and it was yeah. just... I'm. It got me super hyped for the crossover that's yeah, coming. It's gonna be awesome, and it has me excited that you know this. They really have their own JLA at this point, where it's like you could just do it and and it'd be fine. Yeah. Like again, it, it the, the CW has me caring so much about those characters, even when the shows are kind of in ruts, and they've all had creative ruts to an extent. Uh, well, Supergirl's actually been solid, I think, throughout. I mean, Flash for me is in a kind. I'm a little worried about this season, and it's but it's still. Well, I mean, I'm still I think it's gonna pick up. Back. I think they, yeah. they're like we had to do this angst. Let's yeah. move on now. I, I mean, I'm still totally nah. invested in the characters. <laughs> I am too. You guys yeah. sound like you're really, really open. No, no, I, I, I legitimately think they were like we, we. Basically, they were like, we need to make time travel less of an easy thing to do. And so they made a super angsty couple of episodes, and now it seems like they're just moving forward. Yeah. So, all right. We'll see on Tuesday, but... Yeah. I don't know. I like all these versions of these characters. I enjoy seeing them interact, and I've enjoyed just how already there are so many just subtle, like, small... Everything's just interconnected, and they all right. shoot in Vancouver, so it really is just like, hey, can you walk across set yeah, and come yeah, shoot yeah, a scene here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or can we come to your arrow cave and shoot a scene? Right. It's like... 
and it, all the producers overlap and yeah like, it's 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 something really cool where they're really working together to create something cohesive even if supergirl's still in her own alternate universe mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you know the fact that they're going to be fighting uh, I, f- I think that got announced that they're fighting the destroyers and they were kind of recreating the invasion okay. event with their yes, four-part crossover it did so they're fighting aliens and they're all going to team up and it's going to be ideally pretty sweet um yeah. They're, they've they've done a really good crossover with the first Flash Arrow crossover, and then they yeah. had a really eh, crossover with Vandal Savage. Yeah, I think that was more Vandal Savage yeah, and the Hawks' fault than anything. But I'm hopeful that having all of these like the top tier team members working together is going to make for a great crossover. Just as a super quick uh, teaser, because I know you guys are going to talk about this further on another episode. Um, but what? Is, how is Legends of Tomorrow kicked off so far? It's I love it. I think it it's, ten times better. It's much better, or at least right now it's very lighthearted. They're just swashbuckling through time, and Damien Dark and Reverse Flash are already there chewing scenery together at the end of that. They year, also did so. a really smart move Be by... Be careful about Reverse Flash talk. Go ahead. I was just going to say that in the um, season premiere of Flash, it was heavy on Reverse Flash, and he gives an amazing performance there. That Because, really, I mean, we get to see him some in season one, but it's more... Um, and so, and uh, way, he he popped up in season two, but yeah, season, yeah. But this was like him finally take making really, his own claim on the role. Yeah, and he nailed it. So um, that was exciting to see. And, awesome. And so that's exciting. It's exciting that they're doing the Legion of Doom and the Justice yeah. Society of America mm-hmm. and all these cool time travel. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, the time travel logic's still stupid as hell. But if it's a lighter, sillier show, that's much more. You can just let it go. Right? Right. Even if literally two nights before that, the Flash was talking about how bad time travel is. Yeah, and then there was like. Hey, let's go here. Let's go there. Yeah, but you know, uh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited for the CW verse sure. this year. The Arrowverse. I don't know why I called it the CW verse. Anyway, I don't, because it's it is on the CW more and but more, it's, not just the Arrowverse anymore. Like even, that's you know, still the name of it, though. That's crazy. Uh, all right. So now those are all the big superhero things. Uh, we got a, two more. I have movies. one more superhero thing. To oh, yeah, bring one more. Up real quick. Go yeah. ahead. Uh, Justice League Dark film. Oh, yeah, the animated. I, I don't know if that was announced, but we certainly got a lot of news about it. Um, and we saw uh, Constantine. Um, yeah, Matt Ryan returned. Matt Ryan is, is in the role. And it's really interesting because supposedly, unless this has changed, that movie is still greenlit as a, as a feature. Yeah, no, they, they, they announced the director for Justice League Dark. I forget if they're still calling it that, but yeah. But that movie is still happening. It, it's really Whoever odd. was directing Gambit jumped shift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really odd that they're doing a cinematic, uh, a DC animated universe movie, and then they're going to do a film. I mean, I granted, yeah. they did it sort of with Suicide Squad, and then they did the film. Uh, but all that did was add, you know, angst <laughs> to people who said the Suicide Squad animated is way better. Right, right. Um, right. And so I don't know how it's going to go, but... It's definitely. It is going to be interesting. It isn't going to be him in it, though, right? In the film, it should be. Yeah. Wait. Say what? It won't be Matt Ryan in the film. Who knows? Probably not. I wouldn't. I would. I would assume. It so not. should be. But he it is should. now. It's always fun hearing him talk because mm-hmm. he's now just like he. He loves being Constantine. Yeah. Right. People love super him. fan. Like he was talking. Like, you always. You always wonder when when you hear actors talk about. Yeah, I like the comics. I like the comics. But he was like. No, no, I loved, I loved the old stuff, and I was enjoying the new Fifty Two, and I just got the new issues of the of the current Hellblazer. And, and you know, you hear him talking about it, it's like, no, he really loves John Constantine, that's and awesome. that's exciting to see when the actor is that invested in the character. Um, it seems like he's having a great time with it. And I can't wait to see that it's it, next it's year, a great right? Thing. Huh? Next yeah, year, it's right? Next year is that one coming out yeah, next year? Yeah, that sounds right. No, yeah. it is twenty seventeen. Is what it okay, said. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. I mean, that's what I honestly love about kind of all the CW people is they really seem to love their characters. Um, 
And, you know, he really hopes that he'll, he, he'd be all for making that appearance again if they can work out the rights issues uh-huh. or whatever's preventing it. Um, I would love to see him again. They, they keep name-dropping him throughout the fourth season of Arrow. Oh, they so, do? Yes. That's cool. Uh, it's, mm, it's annoying because you're like, stop talking about him because you apparently aren't going to show him. Uh, but, yeah. No, Justice League Dark looks good. I hope it's fun. And I hope Matt Ryan keeps playing Constantine. I things. know. I know. It's really cool. But I can't wait to see that as long as Peter Milligan's not too involved. <laughs> Uh, so next up, got a couple more movies. Uh, John Wick Chapter 2 had its trailer. Heck yeah. Uh, this was a movie that just blew up out of, not entirely out of nowhere, but... John Wick is awesome. John Wick is awesome. It's a fantastic film. Uh, co-host Kelsey watches it. I, just, anytime it's on, we'll stop and watch it. I've mm-hmm. wa- I do too, honestly. It's on You've seen HBO it more a lot. than once? Oh yeah. Um, it's hard not to. It's just so entertaining it start really to finish. Um, I'm a little less jazzed about the sequel from what I saw there. I'm not saying it's not going to be good. I know you guys think it's looks but rad. still we got we got Lawrence Fishburne in there on the and that was fantastic. And Neil and Morpheus, uh, yeah. I just together. Yeah. I just don't know. And they look exactly the same as they did. Uh, they really do. <laughs> I just don't know how I like the direction. Uh, it looks like a little less uh, that small nichey feel. Yeah. But we'll see. It could be I'm awesome. It could be awesome. I'm still more excited about it than like any James Bond coming out. Oh like sure, that, yeah. sure. I mean, I haven't even seen Spectre. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, really I think it's it's not going to blow people away like it did before because yeah, you, be you didn't know what to expect. Now we know what to expect, and it looks like more of the same to an extent. But uh, you know, a little bit. It, it's, it's a little it's hugely thrilling. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't look any bigger scale to me. It does to me. To me, I just I don't know. It's hard to explain what I mean. I have to watch the trial a little a couple more times, but it just had a. A less intimate feel to it, to me. I mean, he's probably not avenging his dead dog in this one. Well, there was a dog in the trailer. Maybe, that dog was like a beast, too. That, that, was, that was a ripped dog. That, that dog was tough. They'll do it at the end of the movie and set up for the third one. Uh, set up chapter three, no, which has been confirmed. Dies. So yeah, yeah, that's really yeah. cool. Really, uh, really cool. No, I think it's the perfect vehicle for Keanu, who has had... He, well, he's consistently worked. He's always in these action movies, but this one finally stuck. It's no... Uh, was it The Last Samurai? The Seventh Samurai? Oh, yeah. Something what was like, that? Some samurai yeah, yeah. movie. Not Last Samurai, ago. but it was... What was that called? I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Anyway, so there was that. Uh, and then the last one I have on my list was uh, Get Out, which is the horror film from J- Jordan Peele, of all people. I need uh, to see okay. fucking Keanu, speaking of Keanu. Oh, the movie Keanu. Yeah, I'd still <laughs> like to see that from him and, yeah. and Key. Uh, so Get Out is... Guy goes with his fi- girlfriend... To visit her family in like upstate, super white country, basically. He's uh, a little worried because uh, he's African American or, or black, whatever you want to say, and uh, she's very white and comes from you know like a. Pretty much as soon as they get near there, the cop like is asking him questions that yeah. you know is like super racial profiling, and then right. there are people there, and all of the black people he meets seem really weird and strange and are like randomly crying and freaking out. So, and then more and more gets revealed in the trailer. There's hypnotism. Uh, it looks really trippy. Yeah, it looks really... It's hard to even put my finger on what... I didn't even know what I was watching. Um, it's weird. It's just a... He's doing his own thing, and yeah. that's cool. And that, I mean, if you're going to take your... If you have a name, and you're Jordan Peele, and yeah. you've always done basically a, a show that's genius, but that is, you know, it's, just, it's a, a, a sketch show. You, you know, know what it's a sketch show, but it's... It. Yeah. It, it breaks there, ground. There are definitely common elements. I mean, Keen Peele is very much about examining race in America. So, sure. like, that this is also doing that in interracial relations. But what I mean is it's very much going to have a stamp that I could see us saying in ten years, oh, I could see his voice was coming out there. And I'm really seeing, like, his individual voice in this uh, film. I could see that. No, yeah. Um, sure. I think... I, I think... 
Key, Key, Key Michael Key has definitely appeared more like on his own. Yeah, in yeah, other yeah. Things uh, another thing I want Jordan to see is that movie has. he did about the sketch cr- troupe. Um, the one about uh, Keenan Michael Key. Or was that what was his name? Keenan Michael Key. Yeah, he did that one. Uh, it's about him in a sketch group, and one person like gets picked for Saturday Night Live, and the rest of the group doesn't, and all the drama that ensues. I, know, I think I know you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, but it looks really good. I forget what it's called. It's called like improv or something like okay. that. But it looks really good. But an improv sketch group. That's cool. Um, so I think this looks cool. Uh, I I actually there's a couple of horror movies or horror themed movies coming out in January that don't look entirely terrible. It's usually a pretty bad time of year for. I horror. probably won't yeah. see it, but Split looks interesting. Split looks see, I interesting. See it. I don't know. The visit was fun. I like the visit. Yeah, I mean, no, it feels like yeah. Shyamalan might have a bit of a renaissance in him. Yeah. Uh, it just looks see, unfun to watch. Did you see in the ad that, like, from the writer-director of... Yeah, they leave uh, everything Unbreak- shitty out. Un- yeah, they had Unbreakable, Sixth Sense, Signs, and The Visit. And well, like, I mean, it's yeah. the same... It happens with when directors don't have hits for ten years. It's like with Brian Singer from the director of The oh, Usual Suspects. Yeah. The X-Men. Usual Suspects, yeah. Uh, it's like, well... They leave everything shitty out. It's like, where's the village Shyamalan? Oh, Wachowski's from the director of The Matrix, yeah. Where's, um... Didn't Shyamalan do uh, Airbender? Oh, yeah. yeah. Where's Airbender, Shyamalan? <laughs> No one's proud of that. No, no. Uh, so those were interesting, yeah. I had one more um, movie. I uh, was one of the lucky, unlucky, whatever you want to call it, few who got to see Dun Dun the leaked Dark Tower trailer. Oh right! Oh, you did. I nice. did. Okay. It was leaked for think? like four hours. Okay. Um, and then when I went, the article on AV Club or whatever had the link, and it said, "Oh no, it was on Polygon." And it said, "Actually, update the link's been taken down." But I went and found it on another site and watched it. And um, it was interesting. Okay. Interesting. It looks good. He was looked... it very teasery or no? Okay. It was very in depth. Really? Very okay. in depth. It was. It was basically set up as the, 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 there were three main characters because I don't know anything about the series at all. Yeah. yeah. Three okay. main characters: the boy, and he's mm-hmm. like the framing device for the whole thing, probably like it is in the book. Yeah. There was um, uh, the dude, the main guy that's playing the gunslinger. Um, uh, oh, God, I spo- oh, well, no, I just saw Buzz playing Gunslinger. Uh, Idris Elba, yeah. Idris Elba, right, right, yeah. right. Uh, he he looks fantastic, yeah. like you'd expect. I mean, he looks fucking phenomenal in that role. Right. Um, and he's just walking around. He's like, "This world is dead," and just like really like like gr- gr- you know gruff, yeah, yeah. Uh, raspy one liners, kind of like right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. And then you've got uh, McConaughey playing the Man in Black, and right. he's just like walking around wrecking shit and saying all kinds of pithy shit. I mean, he's awesome. He's always good. Uh, I don't know how he's going to turn on this. He looked a little over the top, but we'll see how they pull it off. Um, very much was focused on the boy, and he's drawing pictures, and they show his window, and he goes through the world, and he gets, the, you know, it looks like it's the two of them working together as, like, a team. It looks really interesting, but what was really cool was it was a trailer, but not all the green screen was done yet, because it was just for, like, the press, like, like it was a leaked trailer. So, you're sitting there, the boy's in his bed, writing on his, like, journal, and then there's two windows with green outside. Oh, wow. <laughs> And then there was another one where somebody gets thrown out a window, and then, like, they go out, and, like, a big rope comes down, and then there's green out the window. It seemed like a lot of windows that weren't finished. Uh, But it was really funny to watch a non-green, to watch green screen before it's finished, and just have the illusion break for a second. Right. And see, like, how this stuff gets made. It was fascinating. Oh, yeah. But also, it looks good. I was able to see past it. You could see why they would have released this to limited people, because it had, like, the whole, like, you know, not representative of final at the bottom and shit. But it looks really cool. It was about a two-minute trailer. Um, for me, it's going to be interesting because I always wanted to know the Dark Tower story. The comics were always out. We've, how many times have we been at conventions and seen Dark Tower comics? That and The Stand. Yeah. Though I've seen those. Mm, I, I'd say not exaggerating. I've probably seen 
3,000 copies of the Dark Tower in the stand. That is no, maybe 2,500. I mean, in fairness, some of them are probably the same copies like yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So if you say that, definitely 3K. Yeah. No. If it's recounting the same ones. But I mean, I, I've always been interested in it, but it's so intimidating, Kevin. Have you read it? I've not. Yeah, I want to. It's so intimidating yeah. and huge. And apparently the movie is taking place like after the storyline of the main series. Like, but it does it? Yeah, uh, which I don't, I don't know. How I don't know want that. that. Yeah. If, but it's one of those where it's like because it's so vast. And make one part. Like, I don't even fully understand that, given what I know about the Dark Tower. But yeah, okay. Make I one know. part. I, that's just what I've read. Though. Why not make one part? Look what the, oh oh here's another little movie news that came out two days ago. Um, uh, Peculiar Beasts and Where to Find Them is that what it's called? Fantastic, Fantastic yeah, Beasts and Where to Find Them. Where to find them? Five parts now. Yeah, I know. Five fucking parts, not three. Five. Are they all going to be in that like that character? Yes. Oh, yeah, gosh. I would assume that. Well, they... <laughs> it's a new pentology or whatever. They'll probably just make new adventures. I don't think they're like stretching a three-part story out into. No, five. I well, no. What they said was this. Here's what the, here's what she said. She said we were sitting down and breaking the story, and we've known for a while it was going to be a multi-film thing, but it's become very clear to us now that it's five films. That could go to seven. You know what I mean? Like it's getting ridiculous. I don't know if I want to sure watch. Universal Eddie wants it. I know. Me neither. So I don't want to watch say. Eddie Redmayne. Go on adventures for five movies. I don't either, <laughs> and I certainly I don't, don't want to see those adventures be about him fucking up and letting shit loose. I'm I don't sure think they're all. I think the first movie is going to be know. him finding beasts, and like the next one will be Fantastic Beasts and how to train them or something. No, like that. no, no. The whole thing is going to be oh, about right. Grindelwald and and all this stuff that I don't know. Anything no, about. it's expanding into a full on Harry Potter prequel. Yes, right. but yeah. you know. With no magic. If they did stuff on like the houses or something, or like somewhere interesting. Well, no, they're doing. Yeah. They're doing. Uh, what's his name? Um, the dude from uh, the the reboot of Total Recall, uh, Colin Farrell. Yeah. They're doing. He is like Grind- I think Grindelwald is the name. He's yeah. like a, a ma- he's a magician who's pissed off that people have never accepted magicians. So he's angry. He wants to destroy everyone. And then supposedly Dumbledore is going to come into it in some way. And uh, you know, obviously those two witches and the, and the nomad and. Um, and him and uh, okay. Red, Eddie Eddie Red Sexy is going to be uh, playing that character. I mean, I'm sure Eddie Redman is a nice guy, and I I, I just like uh, I, I don't know. he makes me a little uncomfortable. I mean, yeah. I'm going to get into it though because I have to because it's a new Harry Potter you know pentology, and like I want to enjoy it. Yeah. There's going to be a million Lego sets, a million tie-ins. Oh yeah, I mean a million everything's books on tape, whatever you name it, and I yeah. want to enjoy them. And so I can either say this pisses me off, or I can enjoy it. <laughs> you know what I mean? At a certain day, this yeah. is the joy of man you yeah. know what i mean i'm gonna um, enjoy it sure G- going back uh, as far as the dark tower mm-hmm. i never read it uh, uh-huh. i've read a lot of Stephen you're a king. big king fan though both you guys are right? yeah i've read a lot of king no yeah. big king fan but uh i'm not a big fan of fantasy and that's, mm-hmm. the dark tower is more fantasy even though yeah. it gets weirdly like like interstitial university about it all yeah. by the end i know but uh Harry Potter, also, I like Harry Potter a lot. I've not been that excited for Fantastic Beasts. Um, I'm really pumped now, though. Just just to get in there and see that world again. I'm oh, I'll definitely go see it when it like the the night it comes out. Mm. But I'm not like dying for it. Uh, but I also That's haven't not, yeah. I haven't reread the books or seen the movies again since they came out either. So I'm not like a Harry Potter super fan. Mm-hmm. Well, I've listened all the books on tape. I've read the books, seen the movies. Uh, I really love it. Um, but I'm not at all a super fan. I've not, yeah, I mean, I've not consumed all, any of it more than once. We're all on the same. 
that. But I grew up I'm with down, that, but I haven't. I'm down to years. experience a new adventure in that world. Yeah, you know? Certainly. I just don't understand why this is the way in. Oops, I have this suitcase. Whoops, it popped open. Whoop, boop, boop. Like, come yeah, on, dude. Yeah, I, I'm sure it'll be on, a little dude. more than that. I know, but like, I come on. Is that really the motivation for the movie? My Fantastic Beasts have gotten loose. Well, I mean, like, come they on. They had dude. a title. They right, adored. that they wanted to use, right, and, and they wanted to, like, use it as an entree into, yeah, like, this yeah. whole conflict between the nomads and the wizards and everybody yeah, yeah. at at Magic Headquarters and blah. I, it looks like it's going to be good, but, man, I wish the premise wasn't what it is. All yeah. Right. Enough said. All Five right. films, guys. Any other, uh... No, that's all my, yeah, that's that's all my write-ins. Anything. That's all my write-in now. votes. Now. All right, well, that was New York Comic Con. Yeah. Woo! And awesome. and what's happened Post. since then? Yeah. yeah, lots of lots of little news stuff. A good info dump, really. Actually, when you get yeah. down to it. It's a lot of info sure. and a lot of our opinions, strong as they may be. Um, all right, well, let's talk about stuff. I'm going to start real quick. Um, I've been watching Doctor Fucking Who. Oh, really? Yes. Have you never Surprise. watched? It? I never watched Doctor have, Who. I, Is your I, eye okay, man? I, I'm good, yeah. All right. I actually haven't either. I'm, I know, I'm one of the rare. Like, I, mean, I tried it's three not for times. Everybody. I tried three oh, times. Oh, no, I, I do want to. I just have to, like, commit to it. And then uh, I, when, I, when I was thinking about starting it, it got taken off Netflix. Oh, yeah, there's that, too. It's on Amazon, yeah. Um, oh, so I was. Um, I, 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 I tried three or four times false start because if anybody who knows me knows that I like British TV arguably better than American TV, at least until recently. And. Um, where I still love British, but yeah. Americans really stepped it up, right? Um, but the Doctor Who is, is quintessential, and I love genre TV, and, and I love David Tennant from Broadchurch, and I love, you know, but he's really from Doctor Who, you know what I mean? And, yeah. And so, and I love I love all of it, and, and yet I never liked that show. And I, three or four times I put on that first episode, Rose, of the Eccleston run. And I tried to get into it, and those fucking mannequins like come into life, and it That's just like it just offset the hell out of me. And I just said, you know what? I'm gonna like find an activity to do, like something to do with my hands. So I built some Legos and put it on while I was doing something, and just let a couple episodes go by. Next thing you know, I got swept right up in it. It happens. It took about four episodes till I was okay. like, I love these characters. Because that's what it's really about. There's multiple times in it. Like, I'll give you an example of the kind of shit that, like, really still is bothering me. This, there's, there's, a, there's an episode uh, in the first series where uh, they, they come across... Uh, it's like the second episode where you see that stretched-out face woman. Yeah, Madame... Dupont or Dupont. Something yeah. I can't she's just Basically, she's the last human in the way future. And uh, she, she's, like, kind of making fun of uh, plastic surgery and surgeries. And so... She's the last human, and she's basically just a piece of skin with a face on it, stretched yeah. out on a stretch board. A lot of good commentary and funny shit in it. Uh-huh. Um, but she, in, this, in an episode, she's killed, and then it gets revealed later that she warped out to the last minute, so she's not dead. So anyway, there's this whole trap she sets up for Rose, because she wants a body. So Rose walks in, and she uses this trap to make her consciousness zap out of her body, out of her skin, and into Rose. And they use this machine, they trick Rose into coming in, and it happens, and the tr- reverse happens. Uh, and so all of a sudden, the skin dies, and then there's Rose, and, the, and this uh, Madame de Pomfrey is in, her, is in Rose's body, right? But then, throughout the episode, to make the episode work, they constantly have that person, that have her, her mind, go between characters all over the place. But with no machine. So it's like, why is there a machine necessary, but then it's not necessary? But you just have to let that go. Because it's just, they, they make rules, they break rules. And there's always a techno battle dropped line somewhere, I'm sure, but... Not even this time, but yeah, generally. Maybe there was. Maybe it was Maybe it was something like... Oh, no, yeah, uh, they get... They'll just only play. the first transfer has to be done with a machine, but after that, you know, that kind of thing. You know, just like throw... Lady it. Cassandra. Sorry. Lady Cassandra, right. 
But but anyway, that said, the series is so fun. And my first Doctor, obviously, starting with the first series, was Eccleston. So I'm like four yeah. or five ep- episodes into the new series with um, Tennant, and I'm trying to get into him because that's how it is. You know, once you've went with the Doctor for a while, it's really hard to switch. But eventually, ten episodes in, I know I'm going to love him. Um, and the you same- get a lot more of him. <laughs> Four seasons, right? Uh, three seasons and then a year of specials, so, yeah. There's a lot of Tenet. And then, um, and but you also get into the companions and they help you segue and... Yeah, Rose know. is still there. Yeah, that's right. She used to have her. Yeah, for, for that almost a whole year. Uh, what, what do you, uh, what's your t- Doctor Who-ness and, and how do you feel about it all? Well, uh... I have to yawn. That is not indicative. Not indicative of what I was talking about, okay. I like Doctor Who a lot. I've been watching it since 2007, So, two, so right in the middle of Tenet's run, or right after, right Right the towards end. the end of it, uh, is what I... Actually, no, it was probably closer to 2009. Because it was right when Matt Smith was taken over. Matt's, yeah, it was about when... That's when I kind of, like, shotgunned it all. Because, in fact, it was 2009, because uh, my, my roommate at the time was Adam Hedges, friend of the show, who hasn't been on in Long eons. ago, friend of the show. Hey, Adam, you Epochs come back. Epochs back uh, when he was on... And when we lived together, he got me into Doctor Who, and it was all on Netflix, and I like, shotgunned the, the four seasons that were available, and then uh, I watched all the specials leading into The End of Time, which is when Tennant regenerates into Matt Smith, uh, and so from there I've watched pretty religiously since, um, and it's had its ups and downs since the reboot. I've also watched a lot of uh, classic Who from, you know, the past. Oh, I started even, I got so into it that on my drives I've even started listening to some of that stuff you recommended. The Big Finish audio. Yes. Oh, nice. So that's thing. I have a friend who has seen literally every episode going down. That's available. That's available. A lot of them aren't available. Yeah, some yeah. are some are still lost. But, yeah, I mean, no. he owns all the box sets and all that. It's so, expensive. Yeah. yeah. Gotta really yeah. love it. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, Big Finish is great. What's, uh, uh, Paul McCann. McGann. Paul McGann is the He's great doctor. in it. Yeah. He's great in it. I, I can't believe uh, that he only got a movie. I heard the movie wasn't good. But the big well, I mean, it was this, it was a pilot. It was it was no. Well, it's not great, but I liked him in it, and I've liked him. Which, not to get too too sidetracked, but which which series of his listening? I, I thought it was the beginning, but Blood of the Daleks. Okay, so yeah, yeah, that, that's when. So what they did, he did like a bunch of adventures, and he had a bunch of others. But when when uh, that that series, which I think ran for four seasons, basically, uh, they did. Let's make the model of the current TV show by having like a set companion and two part adventures leading into like a finale. So yeah, yeah, with with an arc word or a key storyline element that goes throughout. But yeah, I like that. I like Lucy Miller a lot too. Yeah, so that's so that's that one. That one actually has Haley uh, Atwell in it. Did you know that? Not at the time. Yeah, though, she. But... Yeah, we didn't know who she was then, but she's obviously uh, Agent Carter. She's in it. She plays like this villainous uh, doctor. No, there's a lot of people. You'll get season three has um. Andrew Garfield in an episode, yeah. two-part episode. So I never understood what is Big Finish. It sounds like a corny name, like of some like. Uh, like they produce off- audio dramas. I mean, they so do they're it for like that. A, they're like a legit company. Yeah, I think they and do they that. had the rights. Yeah, they have the rights. I think they do Tomorrow People, a couple other British shows. They've done audio dramas for as well. Um, and yeah, yeah, they just make they make audio. Dramas. Is there any other good audio drama to listen to that's not the Big Finish stuff? Not, I mean, there are podcasts. But that's that what you it. listen to, is the big finish is the stuff. I mean, if you want, like, the super professional ones, it's always the Leviathan Chronicles. <laughs> is that a Doctor Who ask? I guess it is. Well, I mean, it's it's in that... Milieu. Of production value and audio. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Doctor it Who... It also ended halfway through the second season. It did. I could kill him for that, but all right. I'm a big fan of Doctor Who. I, I really enjoy it. Uh, I think it's had ups and downs. I think it's actually at a high point after this last Where season. Where were the downs? Just because uh, I love Eccleston. No, I like Eccleston. I think some of the first episodes are some of the weaker ones. Yeah, it took like time. I hate the Unquiet Dead. To, to like, I hate that episode. Uh, but you know, 
I think it, it really hits the ground running with Tennant and, and has tells some of its best stories. I think Matt Smith's a great doctor and had a bit of a lull in the middle of his run that was a bit mm, yeah. Mm. But overall, I've always enjoyed the show. I've kept up with it whenever it airs because it takes huge breaks in the middle. Um, I've also watched Torchwood and I'm going to watch Class. Oh, I started Torchwood too. Yeah, Class looks good. Torchwood takes a while. Torchwood starts off real bad, I think. Yeah, I didn't enjoy it. The you got to get I saw through. the first one. You gotta get through most of that first season because it's really just like no, it, it's it's the uh, it's like the pre, I always want to say the preteen idea of being adult where you just curse and talk about sex all the time. Mm, yeah. But once it matures towards the end of that season, it really like have you seen it all? Up. Have I haven't seen, seen Miracle, Miracle Day because that's the one I'm really excited about. Uh, just how crazy uh, it Children seems. of Earth is the best from I mean, or at least I think it's the best, and I've heard it's the best overall. So cool. Very, very cool. But anyway, so uh, Doctor Who was my pick of... I can't believe I finally got into it, and I'm so happy I did. I've also been watching... I won't talk about it, but Orphan Black as well. I'm almost done the first season. That's really good, too. Nice. Uh, Kevin? So, new show I've started that we talked about back at the upfront, so I'll go, is Speechless. Speechless. Um, and, um, you know, I've said this before on the podcast and in my writings that I have really strong feelings about disability portrayal in the media, and this is one that really gets it right, I think. Um, yeah, it's exaggerating, you know, I mean, it's an ABC sitcom, but it's gotta like, be funny. But, yeah. I mean, that's just it. Having um, something that's finally funny and not a tragedy about yeah. it is really exciting to see. Um, and the fun, so I'm watching it with my mom and my dad, if he, can, you know, if he gets off work in time. Um, but, like, um, what we're noticing is just the little nuances on how it does, what it does really well. So, like, in this week's episode, like, it starts off and um, they're in this like tiny bathroom and getting ready in the morning and like um, while the mom's brushing her teeth, she holds up uh, JJ's toothbrush for him like while he's doing it and then holds up a cup for him to spit in. That's what I do, you know? And so it's just like little nuances like that that they're getting right is really exciting. Sounds like they have a really good consultant on staff. I think they do, you know, and I they don't know to. what... It's too authentic. It is, and I mean, I want to see the creator as far as what his connection is to, um, but... The fact that they're using um, uh, an actor who's able to play the character is really exciting to see. Thank um, God. Oh, it's just it's past time for that. Um, but it, it's just a really fun show. It's funny. It's something that anyone can enjoy. And like I say, it's not you know over you know, sappy or anything. And like and even the sort of cheesy stuff, it's um, in kind of a, a pretty natural way. I think you know. I mean, but. It's fun storytelling, and yeah, I mean, really good situational comedy. Awesome. Yeah, I've I've watched the first three episodes. Yeah, mm-hmm. the so first. Yeah, only one behind. yeah, I'm only one behind. Yeah. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. I I like the cast. Sure. Um, I I like the humor. I, Is that Mini Driver? Yeah, Mini Driver. Yes. I, I, I like Mini Driver, Driver a lot. I actually I like her a lot on about a boy. Yeah. Um, and yeah, everything about it is yeah. just entertaining. Um, there hasn't been a sitcom like there have been sitcoms. I feel like it's it's helping me get back into the groove between sure. that and some of the other shows I've been watching lately, just of enjoying sitcoms again. Because sure. yeah. last season it was all about dramas, and a lot of that is I review dramas, so and I'm it's watching a, dramas. And that's but. the other thing: it's a sitcom that's actually like episodic storytelling, not you know, like which is not, even in comedies like today. It's like ever we live in a really binge watch culture. To see something that's episodic is really cool. Oh yeah. wow! Oh, so you're well. I mean, all the sitcom sitcoms are right. Yeah, but you know, but even then, it's just it's cool to be watching one like that. Absolutely, yeah. compared to what else you watch. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. that one has quality level. Sure. All right, Jordan. Uh, 
Well, I've been watching serialized comedy. <laughs> the Good Place is okay. fantastic. Is that serialized more than it's episodic? It's extremely serialized. Like episodes lead right into the next episode with with like cliffhangers. That's and... weird for a for a, yeah. a, a major network sitcom. I mean, it's a super high concept. It's Parks and Rec was that way. I mean, Parks and Rec had episodic, but it would yeah, also be heavily true. serialized. Yeah, that's but you true. could easily say this is that episode and this is that episode. Oh, I mean, you can do that with this too, but you can do that with like. Any a lot of serialized shows. Yeah, it's just, yeah. It's like it's there, it's a difference between like season two of Parks and Rec, where it is very much like very subtle relationship uh-huh. stuff happening with very solid, or like season four, which is all about running for office and having very. Yeah. I mean, still episodic, but it's all like building and building the characters of that that right, chunk okay. of the storyline. Right. But this is entirely serialized. Like, there's no there's there are there are distinct adventures in each episode, but it's all about uh, Kristen Bell playing Eleanor, who got into what is. They're vague on religion. They, you know, the joke in the pilot is only, everyone got about 5% right of, of what it's actually like after death. Um, and she's in this place that's built for, I think it's like 128 people, 200, something like that. There's a very specific Little mini number. communities. It's a mini community that's perfectly built for the people that are living there. Uh, but she's not supposed to be there. There was a screw up. And they basically explain that through Ted Danson plays like the head angel, or I don't know if he's an angel, but the guy who runs it and created it. And it's his first time doing it. So he's screwed up, basically, by letting her in. And uh, as the thing progresses, her, her soulmate, or the, per- the soulmate of the person who should be there, is uh, teach- it was an ethics professor. So he's trying to teach her to be a good person so that she deserves to be there in the good place. Because whenever her true personality comes out, it has huge effects on the world and causes, like, sinkholes to appear. Well, because that world is designed for... It's designed for the, the people that are supposed to be there. Or garbage rains from the sky. Things like that happen. Giant frogs show up and hop around. Right. And so it's stuff that she has to be a good person to both keep her ruse up and to deserve to be there. Um, and to not cause catastrophic harm to everyone and herself. Yeah. Um, as much harm as I mean, they're dead. So like one one episode has like a, a dumpster fall on two guys and they just pop out of it because they're they're dead. They're immortal. But it's you know, interesting. To, how are they causing? How are they developing stakes? It well, I mean, it's hard to talk about. It's extremely spoilerific. There've already been major reveals in just All like right. four episodes. I can't wait. I gotta check it out. Um, and I could do that in an hour and twenty minutes. You know, catch yeah. up. Yeah, um, so. it's hugely entertaining. Um, the cast is great, and and more than anything. It, it it strikes me like so many shows today are like no we're probably we'll, we'll, we'll just do whatever and tell a story and hopefully get a second season and you know there's so many shows that get canceled and you don't have an ending sure this very much feels like they're like okay we have 13 episodes let's tell a story if we get more than that they'll come up with a new story and continue it but as is it feels like no there's a very set narrative that they are developing and however the show is received renewal or not there will be a definitive ending for this show, which is cool. That is cool. Or at least that's my hope. I guess it could not be that, but yeah. it seems like it's going in that direction. Does it seem like it's going to get renewed? I don't know. I haven't really looked at the numbers, but I'm enjoying it, and I would recommend it to anyone who's even slightly curious. What network is it again? NBC. Okay, cool. I'm going to check that out. That's awesome. All right. Um, well, uh, again, these are things that we're going to talk about more on our big TV episode, which should be a couple weeks out. Um, but there are two shows that I've been watching, or actually... Uh, Three shows that I'll just say you should watch them all because they're all good. Uh, the first one is Frequency. Um, this show is based on that movie with J- Jim Caviezel and someone else. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but anyway, it was a movie from like 20 Dennis years ago. Quaid, maybe? Yeah, I think it is. Um, and like it's about a son and his dad and they're, they're separated through history. The dad dies 
and the son. Well, I'll just talk, I'll talk about the plot of this. The dad dies, and the daughter, it's a daughter in this one, uh, communicates with him through a two-way radio. And so the idea is that the dad was uh, you know, involved in some undercover work back in the day, and that conspiracy continues to today. So the two of them are going to work on unraveling the conspiracy throughout time, but they only have very limited communication through this this two-way radio. It all sounds really kind of corny. It's actually incredibly, incredibly riveting. I've only nice. seen one episode, though, so it's hard to really comment too much, but I definitely, if you want to see something good, Watch that. Uh, the opposite of that is Falling Water. Um, I saw the preview, the pilot of that. Um, that show has every indication that it's going to be uh, all subterfuge and twists, and no reason to give a shit about any of them. Um, and that's a problem, you know. If you write a show that's all like, like I was watching, the person I was watching it with said to me, "If I just want to make random weird shit happen that has no explanation, I could do that easily." You know what I mean? Like I can just write, "Oh, somebody's head's flickering in and out." You know what I mean? I don't ever have to explain it. It doesn't have to make any sense. It's that kind of show. The whole time you're thinking, what is the point? We'll see. Maybe there'll be a point. I'll give it a couple more episodes. Um, the two On the really good side of things, probably the best two things I've been watching uh, is Westworld. Uh, we'll talk more about that when everybody's caught up. And I know you guys want to see it but haven't yet. That show's phenomenal. Um, it's like the kind of show that you want it to be. It's everything you, you want it to be. Have you seen the original movie? No, but I'm yeah. going to see it. But, yeah. but this is everything you want it to be. It's got incredible acting. Um, it's by Jonathan Nolan, who did Person of Interest, except uh-huh. this time he gets to do the serialized show he ever always wanted to do. Um, you know, he, it's it's just, it's brilliant. I, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it when we've all seen it, but I mean, it's a brilliant show. you got to watch it. You don't need me to tell you. Everyone, everyone else tells you that. Uh-huh. And then my, my closet call on this side of things would be Goliath. Uh, this is a show, um, it's the new David E. Kelly joint. Uh, David E. Kelly is known for Ally McBeal and The Practice, among other not-so-famous shows like The uh, Crazy Ones was a big flop. And what are the other ones he's done that you, you were mentioning that you knew he did some bad ones? Uh, well, I don't want to say bad, but Boston Public? Was he that? I don't Shoot, know. I can't even remember. I, he has ones. I mean, there are a lot of shows he has that were canceled after one season. But he's one of those guys that people, when he's at his best, people put him on the same pedestal as Sorkin as far as being able to write, like, uh... Uh, an amazing oration, you know, like a court no, speech. Boston Legal, fantastic for those those end of episode like soapbox speeches. Yeah, you know, and he does them better than anybody. And so this is a show uh, starring Billy Bob Thornton, uh, and Billy Bob plays uh, a lawyer. Uh, he used to work for a big firm. We don't know why, but and the firm's actually still named after him. His wife still works there. His ex wife, um, but he is basically down on his luck he just does like you know uh, uh, social law, uh, like pro bono cases and stuff, and he drinks a lot. And then a case comes across his desk uh, that he just has to, like, you know, basically pits him against David. He's David and they're Goliath. And it's really, really good. It's eight episodes. But you got to understand, it's a little heavy-handed. Like, the, the villainous lawyer that was his old partner got caught in an explosion at some point, And he has, like, a burned-up half of his face. You always see him in shadow. He's got a little clicker that he clicks to make people shut up. It's very, like, tropey and very, like like, like, like 15 years ago TV. But somewhat modernized and somewhat brought into the new era. But Billy Bob just kills it, and, and he makes Imagine. it worth watching. Uh, so, yeah, that's it. All right, my last thing is I've seen all of Luke Cage, which uh, yeah. we're probably not going to have a chance to talk in a huge discussion on. But I really like Luke Cage. Um, like, Second best. Uh, yeah. Or well, is that changing a little? No, no, no. I mean, well, I haven't had a chance to restart it yet, so there's always that possibility of, of the position changing. But uh, I love Mike Coulter. I feel like... He's great. I was a little nervous about him going into Jessica Jones just because of his performance in Halo, Halo. 5 as uh, Agent Locke, Spartan Locke, but 
that was clearly direction and bad storytelling as opposed to him because he was great in Jessica Jones. Uh, he's great here. Um, I, I really enjoy him. I enjoy the world of... Uh, it's a way to say the world of Harlem. Harlem's a real place and they do a good job of representing it. Um, and making it a place that you're interested to see more about and learn more about it. Like, the opening episodes of the show are very much about the community and, and building out the people who live there and, and giving a reason. Because he's not even from... Like, they set up... He's from Georgia. Like, he comes in and this is a community he becomes a part of and, you know, sees his worth defending for, for from uh, Cottonmouth. That's a cool vibe. I like that he's not from there. I didn't know that. Yeah, no, I mean, he has connections that he's made there since coming. But, yeah, no, he's, he's uh, new. And it gives a natural way to, like, learn more about the history of these characters because he doesn't know them. Um... My biggest problem with it really is that in the back half, it it makes a big move, or like halfway through the series, it makes a big decision that is like a shocking kind of twist type of thing, and it doesn't quite pay off, and, and the biggest reason for that is just uh, a poorly written villain, I think, that, that there, there's room for more to do with, but I don't think it ever really worked out, and was maybe a bit cartoonish, um, but Luke's great, Alfred Woodard is great, Simone Missick as Misty Knight is fantastic. Rosaria Dawson gets her best arc, really, in any of the shows, because Jessica Jones in Daredevil Season 2, she just kind of popped in, um, but she's in eight episodes of this consecutively. She doesn't pop in like she does in Daredevil, and uh, it really sets her up as, as a character you want to root for more so than ever before. I mean, she's always been great. I don't want to say it's like, ah, a revelation, she's finally worth something. She's always been great, but this gives her, I think, her meatiest part yet, and it's great in that aspect. Um... It's a fantastic show. Yeah, I put it second. Jessica Jones is still my favorite. Um, but it, it, it tops both seasons of Daredevil. All of which, all, all four shows that I enjoy. Um, so Netflix Marvel has done a really good job. And I'm excited to see their three offerings next year of uh, Iron Fist, The Punisher, and The Defenders. Nice. Word. Cool. Kevin. Uh, I also started Luke Cage. I'm only a couple episodes in. Are you um, digging it in comparison? Oh, I love it. Yeah, no, I, yeah. As far as ranking, it's hard for me to rank them all at this point. Um, well, you're still I, early. Yeah, yeah no, but, I'm, but, but, I'm just yet, asking, like, like, early take. Do you think oh, it's Oh, I good? mean, oh, I think it's I mean, aesthetic-wise, um, acting, um, it's all really comes together really well. Um, I think that's what sets apart is just the look of it and how it's done. Um, the music, the theme, it, it might be, I think is it's probably the best theme. I, I love the Daredevil one, but out of the intros, I think it takes the nice for that. Um, but yeah, my culture is fantastic, and um, so I'm looking forward to getting to more of that. Um, yeah, the, the soundtrack really is fantastic. Oh, I've discovered that's, several new musicians that I've been listening to that's as a thing. result. So. Yeah, um, uh, similar to how the Stranger Things soundtrack is the best. <laughs> um, and so watching that, um, I recently started Community for the first time. Like, oh, I always wow. wanted, I always wanted to watch it back in the end. Yeah, I just had, I got a guided like, tour. I was super lucky. He took me on a guided tour I of what was at the time his favorite show. Yeah, and and I can see why. And and right, it was a genius show. Um, and uh, I think we got all the way up and then until current day, and then the Yahoo series came out. I don't even think you finished that. I need to, but I'm bad about <laughs> no. I'm bad about finishing shows. I love. I still yeah. haven't seen the end of Thirty Rock. Either. I don't blame you. So it's just like I don't want it to be over. It's kind of a dumb thought because I'm still not seeing it. But uh, I need no, to... no, no. I mean, it makes sense. There's always more out there to watch. I just need to. I need to cut the corner. And I've heard the finale is really, really good. And actually, I like a lot of the season six episodes of Community. There, there are some really good ones in there. I just, you know, it really Yahoo Screen is terrible. Oh, yeah, yeah, Nobody want. You don't want to mess. You with need that. the DVDs. It's just on DVDs DVD exist. now. Yeah. But uh, Kevin, yeah. So watching those and then reading a ton of comics as always. Give us um, a couple quick picks. So Reborn, the new Mark Miller title, I actually highly recommend. 
Um, it's him and Greg Coppolo. And not just because a, it'll be a Miller World not just, next year. No, not just because <laughs> of that. But um, it's actually like out of because I mean I haven't I loved all Millers, but and I think he does fall into the trap of like okay he has a concept but not as much characterization. Here I think the characterization is done really well. The basic story is that this woman who's aging um, and is very cynical um, dies, and in the afterlife, it's she awakes in this fantasy kingdom as a younger um, version of herself and she's fighting ogres and dragons and all that stuff and it seems ridiculous but I think it's cool and I think it was a perfect writer-artist team up um, I mean dude Capullo yeah I know and the way he does just the faces it's just it's really exciting to see after I mean it feels like it's been even though it only ended a few months ago it feels like it's been forever since his Batman run ended and it was really sad to see come to a close but um, so that one I'm really loving um, Britannia, I just read yesterday. We were so um, hyped on this after uh, Heroes. Yeah, it's. I mean, we went to the Valiant panel and they basically pitched it as like the like a the world's first detective yeah. story. And it really is like nothing Valiant has put out before. I mean, it's it's a Roman. It's um, set during Nero's reign in the Roman Empire, and um, the first issue you have is the detective who's investigating this like religious cult, and um, he goes to Britannia to. Um, for this case and if the art is phenomenal I, lo- I like Peter Milligan's writing in it um, that one's great and my favorite DC Rebirth title so far is Raven um, oh wow it because it, they, be- it beats Flash? I, my, I mean it only one issue in but it's I mean, Raven is my favorite DC heroine so to see her get her own solo book and Marv Wolfman is writing it okay. he co-created her okay. um, so it's just really cool I mean you know for those of you who don't know Raven is the daughter of a demon um and she's you know one of the prominent members of the teen titans here she's doing her own thing and is trying to assimilate sort of and go to a normal school and that of course doesn't pan out extremely well but she finds a group of friends and um you know it's building toward a larger story but i really love that issue so um that and flash are at the top of my rebirth title so far nice nice uh anything else to cap off Ah, uh, Red Wicked and the Divine in the first volume. Really enjoyed. Um, again, it's it's sort of a lot like it. Um, there's a lot of mythology and groundwork laid in that first volume, which I'm excited to get more into um, as it goes by. But it does kind of for only five issues. It's a lot of material to kind of take in. So. And also, I just, uh, uh, you you read the most recent one, right? Yeah, the I most just read recent the first trade. Volume, how is that? How because how, I remember the first two trades, like you and and the world were, were raves, and the third one is still very good, but it's not continuing the story. It's like one shots. Yeah, right? I mean, it's one shots, which is a common thing to see in comics. A Especially lot of series like have done volume. that. Yeah, but how does this do it? Is this a return to the form of? The, yeah, this is a return to the ongoing narrative. And uh, how is it really good? It's as it's, good as one. It's, yeah. Well, I mean, I like one and two equally, so I... Oh, as good as two? I mean, whatever, yeah. No, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's great. I, I, I don't even dislike three. It is, it's just different. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's harder to compare them. But, yeah, no, no. It's it's basically a big battle, almost. It's like a war between some of the gods in the fourth volume, which is cool. Sounds, it sounds um, awesome. And things change forever by the... <laughs> But no, in a big way, because, you know, it, you can tell some serious shit went down, because the next thing to come out was a uh, one-shot special taking place in the 1800s. With totally like silent old, issue. One of the old pa- pantheons of characters, so. Cool. Um, 
my last thing I would just be, and I'm not, I'm not going to talk about this a lot, but I just saw The Girl on the Train on Friday. Good. Um, it was it was pretty good. Yeah, uh, I would say probably read the book instead of seeing the movie. Um, sure. Have you read the book? No. Okay. Um, but I, I talked to somebody afterwards who had read the book, and they said they're about equally good in her mind. But the story is really good. But all the themes that I really loved about the movie, I would have loved to see and explored more. And I imagine the book does exactly that. Um, and uh, it, it's it's very clever. It has a lot of it, the twist is very clever. Um, you know, I live for a twist, and so you know this was one I hadn't seen yet, and I've seen a lot of twists in my day. Um, so this was really cool. Um, it's obviously, you know, a lot of people talk about it as like a, a spiritual successor, not by the same author to Gone Girl, you know, unreliable narrator. This one's, you know, an alcoholic. Um, and so it's, it's just really interesting. It definitely doesn't go where either of you or I was expecting it to go. I'll tell you that. Uh-huh. Um, so that's always nice. Uh, really good performances. It, it's just that, you know, here's the difference. Gone Girl, I enjoyed watching the movie and I loved the story and thought it was like brilliant. This one, I enjoyed like the beginning a little bit I enjoyed the end a little bit but I wasn't really having a great time watching I think okay. it's just the difference between a truly adept Gone director was a good time like, yeah was, I enjoyed yeah. myself oh, even I though did. it was intense yeah and, and I, I know just, it's weird saying it was like oh that was a good time watching you know like, but it, it was yeah it. it really was yeah and I still haven't seen it uh, if you will <laughs> yeah, I, I have a Blu-ray it. you can watch it um, but anyway so that's that's the end of my, my stuff anybody else want anything want to mention no alright well on that note uh, we will be back soon um with uh, what's up next? TV soon. Some. Do something. Yeah, we'll do something. But there's always Pro- possibly outcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if it's not out yet. Right, right, right. right, uh, right. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, uh, that sounds exciting. Um, but on that note, uh, I'm Rich Lapore, Jordan Alseka, Kevin Shaver. And uh, do we want to just say real quick Twitter? Oh yeah, yeah. Right. We should. Yeah, that all important. Uh, you can find us at the Joy of Game at the yeah. Joy of Game on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, you can find us at the Joy of Geek on Facebook. TheJoyGeek.net is the site. There will be more articles on it. Yeah, very soon. <laughs> there really will be. Uh, you can find TheJoyOfGaming.com for all of the episodes archived. And you can find me at Jordan, or you can find me at IndigoMaster, E-N-D-I-G-O-M-A-S-T-E-R on Twitter, or at JordanLSega.tumblr.com. You can find me at Rich Lepore on Twitter. And me at KWShape on Twitter. And uh, on that note, we will see you all real soon. Bye-bye.